somebody's hand, give them a fist bump, air shake somebody's hand. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Forgot it's flu season, so maybe want to air air shake somebody's hand. Amen. Everybody feeling good today? Anybody tired of being sick with this weather? Went home Sunday night, and I, I wasn't feeling well at all, as you could tell. But thank you for your prayers. I'm back. I'm feeling good in Jesus' name. And it feels good in the house of the Lord today. Everybody's smiling and happy. And, and you remember that song we used to sing in Sunday school? We are happy people. Yes, we are. We are happy people. Yes, we are. Been baptized in Jesus' name. Spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people, yes we are. You can't sing that song without smiling. It takes on a whole different meaning if you're like, we are happy people. I mean, you don't even sing it in the same key. It goes down, Brother Ethan. We are happy, been baptized in Jesus' name, spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. We are happy people, yes we are. You have to try not to smile singing that song. Everybody smile today. It, I, I love living for God. I love being a child of God. I love being able to gather with people of like precious faith and sing the songs of Zion and worship and clap our hands and stomp our feet and run the aisles and, and, and cry ugly to God. It feels good to be with, with brothers and sisters lifting up the name of Jesus and worshiping Him. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. We are happy people because we did. We once were in sin. We once were in bondage. We once had the shackles and the chains that we sing about. But there came a day where those chains fell at our feet. And so we have a reason to be happy and to have a smile plastered on our face when we're singing, can't nobody do me like Jesus. He healed my body and told me to run on. He filled me with the, we've got a reason to be excited and to be happy. Everybody say happy. happy. Praise God. My goal before the end of this service is to get every one of you smiling. Praise God. That's one of the goals. There's many goals. I want to preach on this title, the ministry of encouragement. The ministry of encouragement. This world is dark and dead and dying and bleak and barren and all of the other synonyms that you could say like that. This world needs encouragers. Oh, this world needs apostolics to be apostolic. This world needs happy people to be happy, to walk around with a smile. And encourage somebody and lift them up. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I don't know if I'm going to teach or preach or, or treat and what, whatever. But um, Paul said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Everybody say new. We like new stuff. We like brand new phones and brand new cars or brand new carpet, brand new Clothes, whatever. We like new. There's, there's, we just like new. And he said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new. 
You're a new creature. You're a baby in Christ. When babies come in there into this world, they are new. That's their first cry. That's their their first laugh, if you will. That's their first, the first time they walk. We video it. We all get our cameras out and oh, he said, Dada. I love that my both my babies said daddy first. My wife's not in here, so nobody tell her. Is she? Oh, she's in the back. That's where you wind up. Y'all pray for me. But new, it's new. You like new. Brother Bill, when the Cubs won the World Series, that was new. It was a new thing, and, it, and we liked it. We were, I, me and Jackson were up and just, you know, in the bedroom. It was late at night, and we were just, I, I let them stay home from school the next day because it was so new. <laughs> Might not happen for another 108 years, but it was new. We like new. I'm getting most of y'all smiling. I love it. But I remember when I was called to preach. Brother Ethan here at Bible College. I remember down in Tioga, Louisiana. We were, we were there at camp. It was a youth camp one time, and, and I told the story. But I was down at the altar praying. Yes. But not because I was spiritual. Because the sooner you prayed, the sooner you got to go out and play late night volleyball. And so there I was praying, and, you know, sometimes... And Brother Troy, you mentioned this. You come to church and you're tired. You don't feel like being at small groups Wednesday night or Sunday night. You know, you're just tired. Maybe you come to church. But somewhere, some, maybe in the prayer room, something happens and you realize, man, I'm glad to be in the house of God. And, and God gets a hold of you. And all of a sudden, before you leave, Brother Troy, you realize, I'm tired, but this is the rest. We're with the weary. Rest and and you find and, and and through worship and and giving God our all and sweat and and tear, it's, it doesn't make sense but we find rest in that amen and happiness and amen because it's new but I remember when I was called to preach and I, so I was down there praying but then God got a hold of me it was one of those prayers and and I don't think I made it out to late night volleyball but I was praying and and someone came over and 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 began to talk to me and, and challenge me and I, I remember I felt called to preach and I, I didn't want to said no and there's a long story but here we are amen but we're not all called to pastor or preach we're not all called to the music ministry we're not we're not all called to evangelize, or we're not all called to be a missionary to a foreign field. But Paul said, we all have a ministry. We might not sit up here on the platform, and you might not go overseas and evangelize, and you not, might not carry a card with the UPCI, but we all, Paul said, have a ministry, and that ministry is reconciliation. Everybody say reconciliation. Hallelujah. Feels good in the house of the Lord. I love being with God's people. 
To reconcile means to restore. Restore. Reconciliation means then the restoration of friendly relations. And Paul said that we have this ministry, so we shout on verse 17. Old things are past. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I don't, we sing that song. I love that song. He made the difference. I don't walk like I used to walk. He made the difference. And we shout all night because we like thinking that I once was lost in sin, but Jesus filled me with the Holy Ghost. I used to act like this, but now I act like that. I used to dance in the world, and now I dance for Jesus. And we love that we've been changed and that we're a new creature in God and that we got the Holy Ghost and that we've been baptized. And we shout on verse 17, my brother Paul, keep on preaching it. But then he says, all right, you want to shout about that? Shout about this. All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Paul was saying is you wouldn't even be here if there wasn't a ministry of reconciliation. Had it not been for Jesus hanging on a cross for six long hours, and dying for our sins, we wouldn't even have had this opportunity to sing, can't nobody do me like Jesus. And so Paul said in verse 18, all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Everybody say the ministry of encouragement. Look at your neighbor and say something nice. Didn't that feel good? Why don't we do that more often? I got this whole section smiling right here. Why don't we do that more often? That feels good. Say, man, hey, Brother Troy, I like that tie. Man, you preach phenomenal. My goodness. I, I still remember some of the titles that you've preached. It feels good to encourage people and to lift them up. Why are we more of a stumbling block than a stepping stone sometimes? Why would we rather tear somebody down than to build them up? Come on, Mama just talked to us on this Sunday morning. We need more encouragers in 2020. We need Portage United Pentecostal Church to have saints of God that know how to lift up your brothers and sisters and your co-workers and your lost Praise God, because it's a ministry that we have, and we should take it seriously. Praise God. Because, and then he said, because you have this ministry of reconciliation, he said, Jesus reconciled us, and now you, who are Christians, which means Christ-like, right? We learned that in the classrooms. Now you are reconcilers. And because you have this ministry, he called us. He gave us a, a title. Everybody wants a title. Here's your title. Ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Woo. Do you know what an ambassador is? A person who acts as a representative or promoter of a specified activity. I love marketing. 
I love logos. I love all that stuff. We used to do at Honda. We'd do anything to get you to come buy a car. I mean, we had different color balloons. We had different size balloons. We would uh, set off fireworks. Next door at another car lot, they'd have drag races. <laughs> and all the Honda guys were over there looking. <laughs> We'd do whatever. It says to be an ambassador is to be a representative of God and a promoter of God. you got to come see what God's been doing at PUPC. Promote, promote, market, market, promote. Amen. Because if you owned your own business or your own company, and maybe you do today, you've spent years creating your, your brand. You've spent, you've sent out marketing. You've paid a lot. That Companies pay a lot, a lot, a lot of money just to advertise their marketing budget. And, and we could talk to a few in here. I know you know. It's, it's incredible. That's, that's usually the biggest expense, just to get one person to walk through the door. They may not even buy anything, but you spend thousands, ten thousands upon ten thousands just to get one connection. And so if you own your own company, you pay a lot of money to advertise. You create a logo. You spent many days, blood, sweat, and tears going over your business plan. You're doing everything you can to make this company succeed. And so it gets to the point, maybe, where you want to hire somebody to be the face of your company. This company that you have spent years planning and organizing and designing, and you've come up with this logo that is just perfect. It fits your brand. You've, you've, you've spent money advertising. And so you need somebody to be the face of your company. And so you search long and hard for the right person the right candidate. You, you you march them in one after the other. It doesn't matter how many hours it takes. You, you're, Brother Troy, you're just looking for this right person. You walk them in one after the other, tall, short, whatever. All kind of, everybody's, everybody's got different makes and models, right? We're all different. Praise God for that. It'd be boring if we were all like me. It'd be boring. You, you don't have to ask what you're doing today. You know what you're doing today. Everybody's the same. But we're all different. And so you'd march them in one after the other, one after the other. And, 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 and you would, you were, you're, you're trying to find the right personality, the right look, that make sure they carried themselves professionally. They knew how to talk to people. They were friendly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You wouldn't want someone to come in with like a disheveled look. and No, they're going to be the face of your company. You wouldn't want them to come in all discouraged like, Uh, hey, my name's Michael. I'm here for this thing we're doing. Whatever. Interview. I'm, you know, you're interviewing me. I'm interviewing you. We'll just see how it goes. How long is this going to take? I want to be the face of your company. Yeah, I got the job, or how are we going to do this? Right? <clears throat> you don't come in looking like you just got over a hook, line, sinker. But yet, the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. That we are his hands and feet. That when people see us at Target. Woo. Mm. 
down here with y'all. Hey, you're happy people. Don't talk to me like that. Y'all ever see apostolics at Target or at Walmart or wherever you go? Strax. Hey, y'all. We're not just called to be apostolic in the sanctuary. I'm just going to preach a little while this morning. We've got a ministry of reconciliation. And if we're the only Christians that this world sees, what are they seeing? I don't want to go to that church. You got a big old PUPC sticker on your bumper. Take it off. How long is this line? You know, and we're all people. I know. I understand that. I understand that we're all human. But we've got to remember that we do carry in our back pocket a card from the Lord that says we have a ministry of reconciliation. And you never know that that waitress that gave you an attitude at Applebee's, you never know what she's going through in her life. She could be from a very broken home where she goes home and she is beaten every night. And we're the only light that walks into the restaurant. And because she didn't give us a cherry Pepsi. And right in one instant, our whole witness goes away. And they know that you're apostolic because you got your hair stacked on your head. And you got that PUPC bumper sticker. And you even invited them to church after all that. God's saying, I need people that are going to be ambassadors for me, that are going to show love. When Jesus was in this earth, when, when he walked this earth, he showed love and compassion. When we leave a restaurant, people should be saying, I wish they would have stayed longer. I could have talked to them all night long. Because when Jesus would walk into a town, you would read words like, it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. And when he would leave a village, they would follow him. They would leave their homes and follow him because there was something about this man that didn't talk to him like everybody else did, that didn't have a bad attitude when everyone else had a bad attitude. In fact, the Bible says he would get in a boat. He would leave villages, get in a boat, and go to the other side. And you know what they would do? They would get in their boats and go to the other side. I just want to be around Jesus. And when we can get to a place like that, church, we can get to a place that everywhere we leave, every conversation we get out of, people are like, wow. I want what they have. Whatever that was, that was real. That was genuine. I feel important, and I'm just a waitress at Applebee's. But they made me feel loved. They asked me how I was doing and how my day went, and they asked about my family, and they remembered that I had two kids, and and it just it was important to me. Amen. I'm just talking to us this morning about a ministry that we all have. Because the Bible says, 
that we have a responsibility when we get the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And just like 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we will shout, Brother Ethan, all day about that. Oh, we'll receive power, the dudamus, like dynamite, the power of the Holy Ghost. Ah! And ye shall be witnesses unto me in both Judea and all these other and the uttermost part of the earth. That means pretty much everywhere. Now you have the Holy Ghost, but you are a walking ambassador. You should be a promoter. You should show forth praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yep. Praise God. So the Bible, the Bible says in Matthew 5, 13 and 16, notice what it calls us. There's two things. It says, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It's henceforth good for nothing. I don't want to be good for nothing. But to be cast out, to be trodden under foot of men, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Notice verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. But notice who gets glorified. Spoiler. It's not you. And it's not me. Everybody say this with me. It's not about me. Calls us two things, salt. And it says, if salt has lost his savor, that term in the Greek means to make flat and tasteless. The world might say, you, you know, the Lord might be good, but you're tasteless. If we leave with a bad attitude and grumpy and, and I can't believe you didn't get my heart right. You know, you're not getting the tip. Whatever. Whatever we say. Whatever happens. You, you see somebody in, in Target and you just push your card a little faster. Because you don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm going to go there. But I see you Wednesday. You lost your savor. He said, if so, it becomes, you become Instead of an ambassador, you become good for nothing. I become good for nothing. If I am salt of the earth, which the Bible says we are, it doesn't say you're the pepper of the earth, right? I'm going to tell you why in a minute. It says you're the salt of the earth. And salt can lose its savor. And when that happens, I don't need that. That's good for nothing. You throw it away, and you get new salt. Another attribute of salt. We're all right. We're just going to talk a little while. Clumpy. Everybody say clumpy. That is a word. Clumpy. Nothing's worse, brother, than going to a restaurant and grabbing the salt shaker and going to put salt on your french fries or whatever you have that needs salt, because Lord knows everything needs salt. Everything. See, 
everything here. You got a five-gallon bucket. And you go to shake it on there. Now, there's salt in the shaker, but it's not coming out. Clumpy. You look in it, it's like the whole thing slides. <laughs> Nothing comes out. Clumpy. That's not my favorite song, Brother Ethan. Clumpy. That's not my favorite preacher. Clumpy. That's not my favorite teacher. Clumpy. Mm. I don't like small groups Bible study. Clumpy. You might look like salt. You might be in the salt shaker, but no one knows what you taste like because you've become clumpy. But when salt is working like it's supposed to, you know why salt clumps together? If it's really humid outside or there may even be a condensation on top of the salt shaker. Pepper never seems to react this way. Why is that? The reason this happens, I looked it up, is that salt is hygroscopic. Hygroscopic means that salt absorbs water vapor from the surrounding air and atmosphere. Eventually, the salt attracts enough water vapor that the gas changes into liquid and the salt partially dissolves and starts to clump together. It listens to too much of the outside influenced by the surrounding air. Clumpy. Pepper doesn't react this way. He didn't say that we're the pepper of the world. He said salt because he knew that we have the propensity to hear that negativity sometimes. That wasn't a good song. Clump together. Uh, gossip. I can't believe this has happened. Blah, blah, blah. And then we become clumpy. But salt, when it's working right, adds taste. It increases thirst. Everybody say thirst. And Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Our whole job is to get people thirsty for more of God. When we're ambassadors for God, we're just saying, Oh, taste and see that the Lord, He is good. There's nobody like my Jesus. And you leave that, that salt. And they're like, man, I want more of that. It's our ministry. And then he says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. We're the light of the world. But really, he's the light. And we're the reflectors of that light. Don't get that confused. It's not about you. They're not privileged to be in your presence. It wasn't such a high honor for them to meet you or me. It's all about Him. Praise God. Ministry of reconciliation. We are supposed to lead people to Jesus. If we're the only Christian this world meets, we talked about it. What are they getting? Sometimes just a simple smile can change someone's life. It really can. Just a simple smile. What did that cost you? Is this all right? What, what did that cost you to just smile at that person in line behind you? Everybody smile. 
Not that yearbook smile, you know, that goes without. Every yearbook, every one of my yearbook pictures look the same way. You know, because they say to smile, three, two, one, and then they don't take the picture after the countdown. They'd like have to do something, Brother Matt, with that camera. Like, could you have already done that? They're like, three, two, one. You're like, every picture is the exact same. I just got a different shirt on. With the Holy Ghost comes the responsibility to lead people to Jesus. You can't and shouldn't be the rudest person in the restaurant. Because people see and they know and, 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 and they, can, they can notice something about you that's different than everybody else in the same restaurant. You're all getting the same kind of service, but for some reason you have a Holy Ghost glow about you. They can know that you've been with Jesus. I'll show you Acts 4.13. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they're like everybody else. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they just got out of church. Something's different about this group of people. And it's not just that they're dressed different and their hair's on the... They are nice people. They should... When we walk into a restaurant... They shouldn't be fighting over who has to serve us. They should be fighting over who gets to serve us. I want that group. That's Portage. That's, I, I'm waiting on that table. That's how it should be. That's not how it is, but we're going to change that, right? Because we're going to go out there and we're going to be salt of the earth. And we're going to be a light. That let your light so shine before men. Amen. David encouraged himself from the Lord. David and his company of 600 men had been off serving in the military and in the process had left their wives and children in Ziklag and they were unprotected. A raiding band of Amalekites, the persistent and longtime enemies of Israel, came down on the village capturing the men and children for slaves, looting the place and carrying away everything of value, leaving nothing behind but a smoking pile of rubble. It's found in 1 Samuel 31 through 5. That's heartbreaking to come back to. When David and his men arrived home, all that remained was a heap of smoking ruins. Everything was gone. Their wives, children, cattle, all their property. So what do you do as the music comes when life falls apart? I mean, that's pretty much your life falling apart. You were out doing what you're supposed to do. And you come home to a smoking pile of ashes. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 30 and 6, after all this happened, that David was greatly distressed. That's where our verse ends sometimes. I'm greatly distressed, period. Throw our hands up in the air. But the Bible says David, in the midst of all of this, it says he was greatly distressed. The people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. All of David's men. It wasn't just David that was affected. But all of his men came home to the same smoking pile of ashes. The Bible says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. That lets me know that there's something about encouragement 
that no matter your circumstance, try to encourage yourself in the Lord. How do you do that? Maybe it's a song. How many of you have just a couple of songs that you have on your playlist that you just, man, I need to shut myself away and just hear about how I'm going to see a victory. Yeah. Or you put on a message. Or you, or you read a text message from a friend that one day just sent you out of the blue a messenger note and just says, hey, I just want you to know you're going to make it. I love that. Why can't we tell that to people more often? Why can't we just go up to somebody and say, hey, I just want to, you put your arm around them, say, you know what, and you know what they're going through. You know that they have just been head, you know, face to face with the devil himself. And you just walk over and you put your arm around them. And you say, hey, I want you to know you got a champion inside of you. You're going to make it. You've, we, we used to sing that song. You're going to make it. You've got what it takes. And you just begin to encourage somebody. What are you doing? You're ministering to that person. You're being an ambassador of God. Encouraging. Encouraging. Barnabas was an encourager. In fact, his name meant son of encouragement. I don't have time to read the whole story. But I saw, I saw something the other day. I, I think it was on Facebook. It was, and maybe some of you have seen it. I think it's one of those gifts. But it was two basketball players after a play had happened. And I'm sure it was a bad play. It looked looked like something had happened and two basketball players are running back up the court to go to their end and one guy's just just running with his head down and another guy comes up and he just lifts him up doesn't say anything lifts his head up and just begins to run down and I think the caption says I need more friends like that just lift somebody up just smile at somebody just encourage somebody and I'm closing with this because if we are the salt of the earth, and we are the salt of the earth, and if we are light, and we are reflectors of that light, when guests walk in the back doors, we have zero idea of what they're going through. To all of our guests that are here today, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here. But they walk in with all kinds of hurt and tremendous amount of pain that life has thrown at them. And they sit next to you. You know, is it okay if I sit here? And they're, they're kind of awkward and, you know, it's, it's the first time. I love when I see a guest walk in and this church is so good about it. Somebody goes over and shakes their hand. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. Hugs their neck. Hey, do you know we got a welcome center with a gift bag with your name on it? We got a few. We just want to let you know that, that you're important to us. That They're not hearing those words outside of these doors. They're crying themselves to sleep. 
they might have walked into the church saying, this is the last time I'm going to give God a chance. And if it doesn't work out, I'm done. Done with church. Might be done with life. You never know what they walk in. And when you lean over with that big Pentecostal smile and you welcome them in and you wrap your arms around them. I said this the other night, and I'm going to say it again. Brother Ben, lot attendant outside. Lady drove up, was driving circles around our parking lot. Brother Ben finally waved her down, and she rolled the window down, and, and she just leaned out and kind of awkwardly she's like is it okay if if I worship with y'all and brother Ben's like absolutely come on in we we're glad you're here it's Wednesday night Bible says the first night of our small groups come on in Uh, you can park right here in our guest parking brings her in brings her to his wife introduces him sister Veronica talks to her for a little while she has some kids with her sister Veronica's like hey hey on Wednesday night we have kids church down at the family center where's the family here I'll show you Gets up, walks her kids down to the family center. You know what we're being? Salt. Nothing clumpy about that. That salt still has its savor. That's that's how we're supposed to be. It's supposed to be. That's what we're trying to build here at Portage. That when they walk in, they walk out of discouragement and into encouragement. They walk out of bleakness and darkness and and hatred and guilt and shame and and name calling. And they walk into, hey, we just want you to know you're welcome here. The reason that lady even came in to drive circles around our parking lot is because when she was driving in front of our church, the church sign said, you are welcome here. She said that. We have no idea. But be it far from us as we all stand. That those who are sick and hurting and dying, that they would die on the steps of this spiritual hospital. This close away from this singing and and playing and, and feeling the power of the Holy Ghost. We've got to be mindful of who we are and the ministry that we have. Everybody say good attitude. Much longer do I have? Listen, there's nothing more that the devil wants to do in our church than to divide us and get little attitudes to wedge themselves in between us and in between those who are being used and Sunday school teachers and lot attendants. I want to be a Stop. Attitudes on the platform. Stop. This ain't about you. No, it's about him. It has never been about you. We're reflectors of the light. Don't become clumpy. 
Don't lose your savor. Remember the reason you get to stand and sing on this platform or you get to play an instrument or you get to teach a Sunday school class. It's because you got the Holy Ghost and you want to share and be an ambassador for God. It's a ministry of encouragement. We are happy people. Yes, we are. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus even lifts up our head. Psalm 3 and 3. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. You having a bad day? He knows how to, how to lift us up. He knows how to encourage us. John was on the Isle of Patmos. And he said, John, you having a bad day? Let me show you something. And he began to write about heaven. And, 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 and if you'll notice, if you'll notice the book of Revelation, John gave half a sentence to his circumstance. I was on the Isle of Patmos. And that's it. And the rest 22 chapters are nothing but his revelation. It is possible that we can move beyond our circumstance into our purpose. And realize this church is here to be a spiritual hospital. That when people walk in, they know how to find healing and restoration. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's all come down to the altar. I want to tell, I want to tell this story. And then we're going to sing and, and encourage ourselves. But when I was a youth pastor somewhere, and, and sometimes it's easy to, to get lost in your purpose and and you're just busy and, and trying to get everything together and trying to make sure everything is right and, and all the singers in place and everything, you, you know, you try to plan everything and just make sure. And sometimes we lose sight of our purpose. Our purpose is people, Brother Ed. So glad that you're here and that you've been coming. Amen. And there was a young man that came to my, my youth Sunday school class and he sat on the front. His name was Corey. And it was just another Sunday, Sister McFarland. You remember? Just another Sunday. Just trying to get through the lesson. And, and I was just talking about the freedom found in Jesus. And, and this young man sat there and I had no idea that that week he would leave and shoot himself. Shotgun to the head in a field in Hobart. And he sat in my Sunday school class. I'll never forget it. I carry that with me. When I read as if it were your last, that's why I preach with everything I've got every time. That's why these men preach with everything they've got. Because you never know That person that walked into our sanctuary, what they're going through and what they're hurting. That's why we practice. That's why we put so much into our, our praise team and our worship team. We're going to 
We're going to put as much as we can into it. We want to make sure everything, do we have enough salt? Are we really being ambassadors for God? Because when they walk in hurting, we want them to find their rest. Amen. As they begin to play and sing, I know this is a little different, but I wonder if we could just check ourselves and say, God created me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit. I just want to be an ambassador for you, God. I just want to be a reflector of that light. Come on, let's all pray. They're looking at you. What does it mean to be saved? Is it more than just a prayer to pray? More than just a way to Come on, you're the salt of the earth. What does it mean to be here? You're the light of to the be world. In his likeness, know that we have a purpose. To be salt. To be salt and light in the world. To be salt and light in the world. To be salt and light in the world. In the world. To be salt and light in the world. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Come on. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We have a responsibility. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We have a responsibility. Show him. 